This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, this is Bunny Michael. We are currently on a break from posting new episodes of EXO Higher Self, but in the meantime, you can enjoy this remix episode. It's a compilation of some of our favorite questions and answers from previous episodes. So we hope you enjoy it. Hi, Bunny. First, I want to say thank you. Your voice and podcast has given me icebreaker questions to get to know myself better and have been a strong reminder to put myself first. My question is, how can I work through others' perceptions of me and my personality? I've gotten comments recently and opinions of my personality that have been frustrating from coworkers and my parents. Comments such as, I'm too quiet, I'm too sensitive, basically insinuating that I'm this very delicate person with nothing to say, and I feel like my tenderness and empathy is seen as weakness, and it's it's really frustrating. If you have any advice for me, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. My mom used to introduce me as her sensitive child when I was little, and I hated it. But I was extremely sensitive. I used to cry if my sister got punished for being mean to me. I needed so much attention, and I still do. It took me a really long time to realize that my sensitivity was actually one of my greatest gifts. Our parents think they know what's best for us, so sometimes they believe their criticism will make us stronger, when most of the time, it just hurts our feelings. But we're adults right now, right? Our parents are just other people with their own opinions. And so are our co-workers, just other people who are on their own journey of self-awareness and self-love and just doing the best that they can. You know why tenderness is seen as a weakness? Because we live in a patriarchy and toxic masculinity is based in dominance. If everyone openly shared their feelings in a safe environment, you know what would happen? People would begin to understand that power doesn't come from domination. It comes from realizing we're all worthy. And so the patriarchy does a very good job at keeping that wisdom, that tenderness, as much in the shadows as possible. Otherwise, the whole system falls apart. The important thing is to not take this too personally. 
It actually has very little to do with you. But you can use this as an opportunity to set example as someone who is proud of their introverted nature, their tenderness, and their sensitive side. The more you accept yourself, the less you will let other people determine the state of your consciousness. But I wouldn't shy away from letting them know how those comments are making you feel. What if the next time someone said you're too sensitive, you were like, My sensitivity is one of my favorite things about myself because it's so freeing to not be afraid of my own feelings. Or if someone says you're too quiet, you could say, I'm just an introverted person and I really like to listen. We can't control what other people think about us, but we can control how we treat ourselves. Your sensitivity is radical. It's revolutionary and it's important. You are sweet and special and perfect. Just how you are. Don't forget that. Hi, Penny. Um, my name is Loan, and um, I'm sorry if my English is not perfect. I hope you all are gonna understand me well. Um, yeah, first of all, thank you a lot for what you're doing. It's helping me a lot. And yeah, I wanted to ask you if you had anything to say to help me manage to like embrace chaos. What do I mean about embracing chaos is like, I think we live um, in times of an uncertainty and I feel that chaos that surround me and the chaos that comes within me and I feel like I want to embrace it, but at the same time I can't, um, like I, I keep wanting to control and I keep on disliking things that I do. I keep on judging myself while I create, like while, while I'm drawing, for example, or yeah. And I think it is keeping me away from freedom, keeping me away from free expression without self-destruction and sometimes I feel like I'm destructing um, any of my idea from the root itself, any of my creative idea. Um, I judge the root and if I dislike it, I cut it. I don't even let anything grow. I feel like my inner garden is dying And sometimes I'm asking if I'm not punishing myself. A part of me thinks it's because new things will grow in my inner garden and maybe they need place. I've heard before that sometimes you need to like die to reborn yourself in a way. Maybe reborn in a new version or something. But I don't know, I kind of like don't believe in this thoughts anymore it kind of I don't want to say that I'm losing oop but yeah that's pretty much it um thank you for listening to me and I wish you all a lot of sunlight a lot of sunshine inner sunshine thank you you know a sure sign that you're on the verge of a breakthrough is feeling scared as hell And I think we're all on a collective level living in a time where we're on the 
this precipice of awakening a dimension in us that is unknown territory. If you look at what's going on in the world, all the chaos, all the disorder, it seems like all the things we used to feel were secure, the institutions, even if we didn't like them, we still perceive them as stable. And now everything from our jobs to our political system seems to be dismantling. And the future is so unknown right now. We're all experiencing a lot of anxiety. But there's a deeper part of us that knows in order to build something that truly represents us, we have to tear down the old structures. There's a death that happens to make room for a new age. And we experience this both in the personal and collective because there's actually no separation from personal to the collective when we acknowledge we are one consciousness evolving as a whole. Making art is an intuitive practice. When you make yourself available to creative inspiration, you become a channel. You are channeling information from beyond the physical realm. And as it moves through you, it takes physical form based on your unique qualities. That's what self-expression is. It's divine inspiration interpreted through the self. Sometimes this process is peaceful and enjoyable, and sometimes it's really challenging. Because you are standing in front of a door that when it's open, you have to relinquish control. You have to surrender to the cosmic information that yearns to move through you. You have to let go. That is why I say everyone is an artist, but not everyone is willing to practice. I'm sensing that you're feeling overwhelmed by your own power at the moment. You are tapped into the energy of the world that wants to be expressed through you. And it's feeling a bit suffocating and you're judging your ability and having a hard time trusting that it's safe to go there. Our culture teaches us that safety comes from predictability and structure. But if we look at nature, there's so much chaos and unpredictability. On the quantum level, there is no predictable pattern and that is actually our true nature. Fear is very powerful and it's okay to feel fearful right now. But rather than letting it overpower you, I would just get curious about it. What is it teaching you about where you perceive your own limitations? What assumptions is it making? What walls is it creating between you and your own joy and purpose? How is it blinding you to your own gifts? Are you actually unsafe or just entering a new stage of your own growth? Remember, there is no rush. Don't judge your pace. The more you let go of how you're supposed to be feeling, the sooner you will move through whatever feelings are inhibiting you. Hi, Bunny. I have a friend who's in a long-distance relationship, but they've never met in person. There's some major red flags, and I'm not sure how to best support my friend. Um, I obviously want to be there for her, but at the same time, I've seen other friends try to approach her about it, and she's really shut them off. How do I be a good friend, but at the same time, respect her boundaries? Thanks. If you're concerned for the well-being of your friend, then sharing those concerns is an act of love. And there are ways of doing it without crossing a boundary. 
Love is the ultimate indicator of a boundary because boundaries are created to maintain safe spaces. So when you approach a conversation from a place of love and non-judgment, i.e. from the perspective of your higher self, you're creating a safe space for honesty, compassion, and care. You're creating a space for your friends to voice their true feelings and also for you to voice your true feelings. This isn't an issue of right and wrong. This isn't about convincing your friend to see what you see. It's sharing your perspective. Communication happens when both people share and are heard. The moment you enter an I'm right and you're wrong mentality is the moment when the safe space is broken. And that's when people feel judged and attacked and feel like their boundaries are being violated. So as you approach this conversation, you must try your best to be mindful of your own judgments and assumptions. As much as you might want to believe it, the fact is you don't know what's best for her. You know what's best for you based on your experiences. The only way to support your friend is to love and support her and listen to her because that is the environment that will help her tap into the wisdom of her higher self the part of her that knows what's best for her. But the only way to support her to getting to her higher self is for you to stay in the consciousness of your higher self. That's the only way you can approach this conversation in order for it to evolve in the most loving conclusion. If for some reason the communication isn't going well, I would take a step back and just let her know that you're there for her if she ever needs you. That way, if later on down the line she is struggling in a bad situation, she has a safe space to go. The worst scenario is when a person becomes so isolated from their support system outside of a relationship, they can't see their way out and lose sight of how many people care about them. So just do your best and stay in the place of love and compassion. And that is all you can really do. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hi, buddy. I was calling because I've recently been trying to really focus on myself and grow. I've, during the quarantine and pandemic and when this all started for me back in March, I just kind of let myself deteriorate at a much higher pace than I I should have. And I'm trying not to beat myself up over the way I did handle something because it's handled and I need to move forward. And I've been having these outbreaks of emotion just overwhelming me. And it's like it sweeps me out from under my feet and I can't control myself very well. And I I hurt people for it, not not physically, but I, I say mean things when I'm like that, and it's gotten kind of worse. 
and my partner um, wants me to focus on myself, so we've taken a step back from our relationship, and I just wanted to know if you have advice on focusing on yourself and being more open to just being friends with someone you love so much, but you've you've loved them not just as a best friend, but in a romantic sense for two years now. And I do want to keep her in my life as my friend, and we both love each other very much. So it's just, I've never broken up while still being in love. So I wanted to know if you had advice. Thank you. Hey, love. It sounds like to me you need more outside support. Everything that's been going on has left us confused, angry, and traumatized. It's put pressure on our relationships and our careers. The fact that you've been struggling is not you deteriorating. It's you being incredibly triggered and needing some new strategies to handle your emotions and finding safe ways to soothe What happened in the past, you cannot change, but our past experiences don't define us. You are not imprisoned by any mistakes you might have made. In fact, it's really important to begin to understand how in those moments of fear and anger, you can make a more self-compassionate choice. Because life is full of ups and downs, and all of us have to take responsibility for our own self-care in order to sustain the road ahead. This is an opportunity for more insight and more growth. Have you considered therapy or counseling? The cool thing about therapy these days is now that it's over video chat or text, you can have a much larger pool of therapists to choose from because they can basically live anywhere. They don't have to be local. And I know some friends who've started the text service therapy that's more affordable and actually like it a lot. It sounds like to me that your partner cares a great deal for you and you care a great deal for your partner. And your partner wants you to focus on yourself right now because you've neglected your own needs and your own healing. There's a lot of love there and that is so special. But we can't be there for other people in a healthy way if we're not taking care of ourselves. The part of you that wants to beat yourself up now over your mistakes is the same part of you that makes you vulnerable to hurting others because it comes from a place of not being grounded in your true self, your higher self, the realization that you are whole and enough right now. And I mean that right now, not after you get therapy, not after you get your partner back. I'm saying you're enough in this moment and you always have been. When you prioritize giving yourself support systems to help you remember that truth, you're empowered. It's like remembering to bring your armor with you. You are always held in love. Even in the moments you're most afraid, love is always there and always will be. Hi, Bunny. Thanks for all the kindness you bring into the world. It means a lot to a lot of us. Um, I wanted to ask about something that has been a struggle for me for a long time, and that is I get really caught up in 
the stories of of people suffering, like who I see on the street or who, you know, I read a terrible headline about. And I I think my empathy can sometimes be a little overwhelming. And I, I feel so bad for the suffering of so many people. And I, I don't really know how to cope with that. And like to, to, to care in a healthy way where I'm not like absorbing it too much in myself, if that makes sense. Like it, it affects me a lot to see how much suffering there is happening in the world. And yeah, if you have any tips on how to manage that, it would help. It's so difficult to see other people suffering because on the level of spirit, on the level of our higher selves, we are all connected. We are all one, one consciousness. So when we see others in pain, a part of us is also in pain. There are all different types of suffering. Sometimes we suffer because we feel like we're not good enough at our job or we're in a bad mood. Sometimes we suffer because our relationships ended, or maybe we don't like the way we look. Sometimes we suffer from illness or loss or physical pain or violence. There is suffering that is self-inflicted, and there's suffering that is inflicted on other people by people who are also suffering and feel that hurting others can alleviate some of their own pain. It seems like we're in a constant flux of suffering and not suffering at times in our life. And sometimes it can change from day to day or from one moment to the next. Suffering is part of the human experience. And it is a teacher to who we are and why we are here. Our higher selves know that we are here for one purpose, to bring more love to this world. Love heals suffering because love sees that there is nothing lacking from any one of us. And from this knowing of our wholeness, we do not feel the need to harm ourselves or other people. Love heals suffering, not because it completely alleviates it, because it gives it meaning. Love uses it as a teacher to bring us closer to our higher selves. As we nurture that connection, we begin to see how unnecessary so much suffering is, both in our self-inflicted suffering and in the great suffering of the collective experience. Every one of us is on a journey to heal our own pain, and in that process, we see the pain we blindly inflict on others. We see how war and famine and hatred and violence all stem from wounds that have not been healed, and so the cycle of suffering continues. What we can do is show up for our higher purpose by using who we are and our experiences to heal ourselves and be a healing force in the world. We all have a role to play. So how do we keep showing up for love when it's so easy to get overwhelmed by the immense amount of work there is to do and the pain that we see all over our planet? The thing is, we have to nurture our environments to be conducive to our own healing work. That means understanding what boundaries you need to stay in the awareness of your higher self. If you're feeling overwhelmed and paralyzed by the news, it's time to turn the news off. Not because you don't care, but because you care so much that you want to protect your emotional and mental health in order to do your part. 
If you read the news the first thing after you wake up in the morning, it's going to have a different effect than if you read the news after you've meditated in the morning and centered yourself in love. Because it's our higher selves that sustain us in knowing change is possible and hope is the only way forward. Because of technology and our phones, we can see the suffering from all over the planet in one click. There's a lot of benefit to that because people are finally seeing the consequences of injustice. But all the good people do all over the world doesn't make the news. If we saw all the kindness and caring as much as the suffering, we would all have a lot more hope. That's why it's so important to surround yourself with the things that also inspire you to see the best in people even when they can't. This is the love of higher self. It's the vision of compassion. It's the vision to see other people's higher selves even when they are acting unconsciously. Because pessimism never helped anyone. Cynicism is a recipe for the past repeating itself. We create our future. So do what you need to do to take care of yourself enough to channel your creative, loving spirit. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 